This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. If you like the program, tell a friend to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you don't like the program, just keep it to yourself. Enjoy the show. It's Thursday, August 20. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. It was an historic night at the Democratic National Convention. Joe Biden is officially the Democratic nominee for President of the United States. It was a moment Joe Biden had dreamed of for nearly 50 years. Those voices are discussing the Democratic National Convention, the quadrennial spectacle that, like the Summer Olympics, requires lots of time, money, and careful preparation for an event that nobody actually ends up watching. As Democrats took to the virtual stage to share their vision for the future of the country, the party sought to rally up enthusiasm from coast to coast by asking a clear and simple question. Can we count on tens of millions of your popular votes to secure another electoral college defeat? Featuring four nights of appearances from the likes of Bernie Sanders, Billie Eilish, and Kerry Washington, the DNC traded packed arenas pretending to listen to awkward speeches from local party representatives you've never heard of for awkward live streams from local party representatives you've never heard of. The affair resembled a telethon, for which a donation might get you some slightly cheaper health insurance rather than a PBS tote bag. Michelle Obama reminded us of the dangers of the current administration. Barack Obama reminded us that democracy requires participation to function. Kamala Harris reminded us of the hope our country holds for a better future. And Hillary Clinton reminded us that we wouldn't be in this mess if she'd run a better campaign. But the purpose of the party's two nightly hours of propaganda, indeed a welcome reprieve from the One America News Network's daily broadcast of 24, was to reintroduce the party's presidential nominee. Joe Biden, the kind of guy who hangs out around a Home Depot parking lot long after he's purchased his paint, just in case someone else rolls up in a Corvette for him to strike up a conversation with. A stutterer, a father, a widower, a senator, a plagiarist, a vice president, and a bereaved parent, he made a clear and impassioned plea for Americans to understand precisely who he is. A guy with hair plugs. And who he is not. A guy with a ridiculous comb-over who fell asleep in a tanning booth while listening to the audiobook of Mein Kampf. This is the 50th episode of this podcast, marking its one-year anniversary. That's traditionally the paper anniversary, so if you'd like to celebrate, you can send me a piece of paper. And if you remember, which you don't because I can see how many listens each episode gets, and let's just say that people aren't digging through the archive to hear my expired hot take on the Houston Astros, the very first episode of this program was about 77-year-old Joe Biden and other politicians that predate birth control, hard drives, and the credit card. My point, at the time, was that I'm tired of ancient politicians retrofitting themselves in order to remodel this bathroom of a country. People more familiar with the radio than Reddit. I still believe that very much, but now that we're 11 weeks away from picking a new president, it's just not that important right now. And I'd rather take a risk on a Buick with 100,000 miles but a working engine than renew the lease on this golf cart with a broken governor covered in a thin, sticky film of Diet Coke. I continue to see so many friends suggesting that Joe Biden is no more than the status quo, an extension of George W. Bush who's traded war crimes for waffle cones. But right now, there is no status quo. Our country is a broken set of Legos, and the current administration is hell-bent on throwing away the instructions. Joe Biden might not be a socialist revolutionary, but you can't deny 
that he's at least capable and willing to try to pick up the scattered pieces and make this train station resemble itself again before Mr. Trump starts handing out pardons to the minifigures. iPhone or Android? The airplane chicken or the airplane lasagna? Watching Avatar or watching nothing? I get it. It sucks when you have two choices, neither of which sounds particularly interesting. But we're not choosing a phone in two months. We're choosing fundamentally and, frankly, I think objectively, between good and bad. Not good or bad policies, not good or bad politics, but good or bad people. Joe Biden, flaws and all, seems like a good guy. And Mr. Trump, flaws and all, seems like a bad guy. I don't care to make America great again, but it would be great to make America care again. And with somebody like Joe Biden, it might at least seem like this country is interested in solving our own problems. Whoever wins this election isn't going to immediately address every problem overnight, but it might answer the fundamental question of who we really are. Are we the people who bang on pots and pans at 7 p.m. to thank grocery store workers who don't make a living wage? Or are we the people who refuse to wear masks, throw a fit, and get kicked out of Kroger by grocery store workers who don't get paid a living wage? As I mentioned earlier, this is the one-year anniversary of this program, and I wanted to thank you for listening. And to commemorate 50 episodes, we received some kind messages from a few special guests. And by received, I mean I went on a cameo and wasted my own money to get them to say things that I typed verbatim. Like this. Hey, Greg, this is Boyd Tinsley, and uh, I'm being brought to you by uh, Greg. And uh, hi, Greg. Uh, Boyd Tinsley here. Congrats on one year of your podcast. 50 episodes is impressive. I've got so much to say. You made it past 41, turned on to Gray Street, and after some true reflections, you're still the best of what's around. Congrats, man. Peace. If you're not a fan of Dave Matthews' band, perhaps you're a fan of the executive office of the President of the United States. Greg, congrats on 50 episodes of your podcast. It's been going for one full year. That is an impressive achievement. As we both know, a Scaramucci is a unit of time that lasts 11 days, which means you've lasted 57.72 Scaramucci's. Keep up. Keep up the good work. God bless you. Finally, here's someone who didn't follow my instructions at all and didn't deliver the joke that I wrote about how it's harder to record a podcast than it is to be an Olympic athlete. Hi, Greg. It's Nancy Kerrigan here. Congratulations on your podcast one-year anniversary. Getting 50 episodes under your belt must feel really good. So good luck with the next 50 and the next year coming. But congratulations on your first anniversary. And um, way to go. Good for you. Keep up the good work. And... Um, I hope you're staying safe and healthy. Congrats again. Like so many out there, none of these people have ever listened to the show. But nevertheless, from the very bottom of my heart, I truly and sincerely want to thank them for being a minor but not insignificant tax write-off. And that's the latest, written recorded by Greg Ott, produced by myself and Christy Forsh. If you like the show, I would love to know what you think. Send me a message at underscore Greg Ott on Twitter. Yeah, right. Or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts that is uh, positive. Um, latestpod.com for old episodes. Programming note, next week's episode is also going to come out on Thursday or Friday after the Republican convention because it's going to be about the Republican convention. 
That's all. See you soon. By see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you'll be hearing me soon. And by hearing me soon, I mean you'll soon be hearing me do another episode of this podcast.